Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac Wayne heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play, and boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured, it was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky. 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Gypsy Poet Radio here on blogtalkradio.com, front slash Gypsy Poet. I'm the Gypsy Poet, and I've got an amazing, amazing guest this afternoon. Every guest that's come on this show has got a story to tell, and it's extraordinary, and it's enriching. Um, the, the, the individual I have on my page has some incredibly colorful and vivacious pieces of art on his page on Facebook, and that's what caught my attention. i got to give props to the one and only Peter Mikulak. Peter, are you there? Hello? I'm here. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? What's new with you? I'm just getting ready for a, a little bit of a transition. I'm, today's my last day in Connecticut. I'm relocating to um, Florida tomorrow. Mm, wonderful. Uh, so what what takes you to Florida? Um, I was at Fashion Week in April, and I did the backdrops for the base of the runway, and one of the PR firms that was affiliated with one of um, the companies that I was representing on the runway um, caught wind of my work, and she contacted me. She thought I'd be a good fit for her PR firm, and um, she offered me some opportunities, um, one of them being Art Basel. So it just makes sense for me to relocate. I'll be closer to Miami and um, some huge, huge projects coming up. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Um, I wanted to ask, what are some of the some of the textures that you use on your paintings? What what mediums do you use? Because they look almost lifelike, quite a number of them. Thank you. Um, it's changed throughout the years. Um, my earlier work, um, being a starving artist, I would just mm-hmm. use whatever I had in front of me, and that would pretty much determine the texture, the technique, mm-hmm. and um, the medium. Um, but, you know, as I grew and matured in my art and in my techniques and, you know, basically got to a point where I started being more consistent in, in the things that I was doing. And um, I got to Palm Springs, and I was doing street art, and I was using spray paint for the majority of the work I was using, spray paint, Sharpie markers, um, fabric paint. And um, once I got back to Connecticut, I put myself in a position to be in our local mall and over the holidays. And, of course, on the inside, I wasn't able to use spray paint, so that's when I really started honing in my skills with airbrush. It's just more environmentally friendly. And um, today... The majority of the work that I've been doing, my day job that I call it, is executed with airbrush, Sharpies, acrylics, fabric paints, um, things of that nature. That's amazing. Um, You hit close to home with me with some of the photos that I'm seeing here, and you have some of Marilyn Monroe, um, and they're exquisite, I have to tell you that. Um, What's the inspiration behind those works? That's a good question, and that's pretty much where my career really got its jump off. Um, I've been on the journey for about six, six and a half years now, 
And um, in 2013, uh, giving morning, I um, needed a means to an end. My neighbors were struggling with a situation where they had nothing to eat. And it empowered me to do something. And me being in my situation, I barely had enough for me and my own. So it empowered me to um, go down to a 60-foot statue that they, you know, put in the center of downtown Palm Springs. I took my easel, my tool brush, and my supplies, and I just set up um, on the sidewalk right next to the statue, and I did my first portrait of Marilyn Monroe. And um, there was about two, 300 people, all tourists, around the statue that morning. I just set up my equipment and started that first piece, really unsure of myself, and but focused on my work, and I could hear all of, you know, the oohs and the ahs behind me, and Eventually, somebody just walked up to me, and they asked me how much, and within an hour and a half, I had quite a few hundred dollars in my pocket, and um, I just took all of the money that I earned, and I went to the local grocery store and, you know, filled up quite a few baskets of food and took it to this um, amazing woman's house. She was a grandmother taking care of her two grandchildren, and I filled her cupboards in her refrigerator. And it was such an amazing experience. It was the first time I ever did live performance art. You know, I got paid for doing it, and I fed my neighbors on Thanksgiving. It was such an amazing experience. I said, tomorrow I'm going to do this again. And, you know, after doing it for a week, uh, you know, the local news came down. They did a story on me the following day. Sixteen people came down and purchased my work just because they saw me on the news. Another week went by. The other news station came down to the story. The following day, same thing happened. A couple of days later, I'm on the front page of the newspaper. Then I'm doing talk radio at the morning drive. And, you know, within a month, month and a half, everywhere I went in the Coachella Valley, people were pointing fingers at me. Hey, we know you or we've seen you. And aren't you that guy? And we heard you on the radio. And, you know, it, it, I found a day job. I found purpose, you know, and direction um, to to um, make a living and, you know, basically nurture a technique um, that evolved into what it is today. Oh, and that's wonderful, too. You've got a distinct picture of the Statue of Liberty on your page that's really intriguing. I've never seen it done like this before. It almost looks like it's the face of a lion. <laughs> that's so <laughs> At least that's, funny. That's... I'm sorry to cut you off. It wasn't meant to be like that. I was mm-hmm. like almost four stories up in the air on, the, on in a lift with mm-hmm. somebody else controlling the lift so I could just focus on the artwork. And I'm not mm-hmm. as much scared of heights as I am scared of faulty equipment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and while I'm so high up in the air and just trying to focus on work and that thing bouncing around and, you know, I, and, and at the end of the day, I was executing the project with spray paint, which limits the detail that you can give to it. So, yeah, up close, the up-close pictures that I took four stories up in the air, it does. And I've heard a million people say that. But from the ground, it really does look like the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> well, um, either way, it is a phenomenal piece of work. It caught my attention. I said, wow, this is incredible. And, and, and it looks airbrushed. I've never seen that. That looks, uh, that looks fabulous. And, um, yeah. and, and you have, yes. These are amazing pieces that you have here, um, and that one that, that one done, caught my eye. Done, I'm sorry, that was done for a local recycling company here in my hometown of Bristol, Connecticut. 
Um, I grew up with the owner, and he just wanted to put something out front that would make it pop. And he just gave me free run. He just, you know, gave me a concept and just let me run with it. And the amazing thing, it's on a it's on the corner of a major intersection. So either way you're coming, you know, it's larger than life. And being a street artist, you know, from my roots, that's it that just does it for me, you know. And mm. being in my hometown and now I'm leaving, having my work throughout town murals, you know, it's mm. it's, it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. Yes. Yes. Um, you have one photo here that uh, it screams steampunk to me, and it's got this. Uh, it's a picture of a figure, and it has your last name on the bottom. It says Mikulak, and it has this what looks like a mask, and it's um, and it's got all these little um, hinges and screws um, upon it, and that just that caught my attention. Also, that's a beautiful piece. Wow, uh, what's the inspiration behind that one? That's a good question. Mm -hmm. Um, November, December, and January of this year, I rented space at our local mall. Mm -hmm. My rent was $27,500 for 90 days, and um, I made my rent and I actually turned a profit. I sold over 500 portraits in 90 days, and one day it just hit me, you know, Peter, you don't have any personal work. Everything that you do, you don't even get a chance to spend time with it. As soon as it's finished, you're handing it to a customer and it's gone forever. And, you know, for an artist, that's a good problem. But at the end of the day, I, was, I, I wasn't able to just express myself or just do art just to do art and have fun with it. And being in the mall, just, you know, just getting the vibe and energy of passerbys, I was just influenced by a bunch of young riffraffs, and, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 it influenced that piece. I can see that. that. That's fabulous. I noticed that, um, maybe I'm wrong here, but so far um, everything that you've described, nothing is digitized here. Everything is done by hand. No, Are that's you... not true. No, that's not oh, really? true. <laughs> Yes, that's not true, and I want to make that clear because um, I don't want to, um, you know, deceive people. Um, My my portraits, um, I can execute start to finish between 25 and 30 minutes, and, Mm -hmm. you know, these are techniques that I learned when I was at the Marilyn Monroe statue in Palm Springs. Originally, Mm -hmm. I took four hand-drawn portraits of Marilyn Monroe that I drew myself, and I had them mass-produced, and it's basically a spinoff of Andy Warhol. And I used to explain to people, this is Andy Warhol, 2014, 2015, and it's basically mm-hmm. taking the same image and redundantly repurposing it over and over and over. And because mm-hmm. I, uh, I drew the original, and I mass-produced them, and I would just go down to the statue and embellish them with spray paint, Sharpies, um, no two ever came out the same. They were personalized. Now, while I was doing that process, people started to come up to me and ask me, you know, we're we're not really into Marilyn Monroe, but we really love your work. Do you do personal portraits? And, of course, being a starving artist, I'm not turning down any work. So I needed to find out an ingenious way where I could serve the need for the tourists because it wasn't a situation where sit down and I'll draw you in. You know, the whole process takes, you know, um, a couple of days to a week. You know, this needs to be a process where while you go have dinner, come back, it'll be finished. 
And the way I do that is it starts with photography. You know, after I take the original picture, I'll digitally enhance it, take out the background, um, and then send it to print on a large format printer. So, and after that, I'll take the digitally embellish of the original, I'll put it on my easel and finish it by embellishing it with airbrush, acrylic, Sharpie, fabric markers, so on and so on. So it's mixed media at its finest. Um, it's, it's, it's a big portion of photography, digital enhancement, and hand embellishment with various materials. Oh, wonderful. And, and the whole process takes less than a half hour. Mm. Very ingenious. Um, I've seen that you've done some work for some companies here. Um, if you don't mind me asking about Venus Studios, what kind of company is that? Venus Studios, actually, the very first place I've ever shown my artwork publicly was for a place called the Scrap Gallery um, with Karen Riley. Um, it, it was down in Indio, California, in the Coachella Valley. And the theme of the evening was all art was $50 or less. And it was like, it was a hard pill to swallow. I have to get rid of this, you know, my work, my so-called masterpieces for such a small amount of money. But any money was better than no money. And um, the owner of Venus Studios, she bought my very first piece of artwork ever sold. And it was amazing because I got that picture. <laughs> so anyways, when I went back to Palm Springs just recently to do Fashion Week, the following week after Fashion Week, um, I was a featured artist at the Indian Wells Arts Festival, and I needed an easel to execute my work. So I went to her and borrowed um, an easel, and in exchange, I promoted her business. You answered my question for me, too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Very well done. Um, so what was the Indian Wells uh, Arts Festival like for you when you did that? It was amazing. Um, I mean, the founder of the festival, Diane Funk, she's an amazing woman. Um, I was on the West Coast in Palm Springs conducting business. I was sitting at my parents' house eating cereal, watching cartoons with my nephews, and I got a phone call, and it was, mm -hmm. you know, the founder of the Indian Wells Arts Festival, and she, she, was, she got my information by my um, very close confidant and my mentor, Janet Newcomb. Um, mm -hmm. Janet said, I think you should contact Pete. I think he'd be a great fit for the festival. And she mm -hmm. contacted me. She asked me some questions. She asked me, how do I execute my work? I explained um, thoroughly, and she invited me to do my thing. And, you know, most of the work there was stagnant, meaning that it was art created in the studio that was brought there for display, whereas all the work that I did was actually done right there on the premises. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Um, where are you from originally? Bristol, Connecticut, home of ESPN and the oldest amusement park in the United States of America. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Those are our claims to fame. <laughs> yes. Quite a history there. Um, let's. Uh, I wanted to ask you about some of your influences and some of the people that you've met along the way. I know you've been um, you've been mentioning them, but I want to go more into depth about them. Um, if you um, if you want to, feel free to tell me about anyone that you yeah, you feel more, necessary. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. One of my major influences, and I tell her all the time, and I don't think she realizes how much she influenced me, mm-hmm. is Susan Stein, the event coordinator of um, Fashion Week, El Paseo. Mm-hmm. Amazing woman. She runs one of the largest fashion shows in the United States of America annually, and she does mm-hmm. it like a fine-oiled machine. It is so impressive. So over the top. Here I am, an unknown, small artist, you know, out of Bristol. She called me, and here again is, you know, my mentor, PR person, Janet Newcomb, very good friend of Susan Stein. She said, hey, give this kid a break. She looked at my work. She gave me a call, and she said, "Um, I'd I'd like for you to do the backdrops here at um, the fashion show. And what I did is I represented, you know, some of the major brands on El Paseo, which is the Rodeo Drive of the desert. And um, I, I knocked it out the park, you know. And just watching this woman and her work ethics and her drive and just how many different parts of the whole situation that she was in control of and how slow and patient and calm she was while she was dealing with all these things. I just sat back and just watched her, and she's she smooth. She's very, she's very savvy, and she's she's amazing. And um, that that event really, really told me that I never, ever, ever want to put myself in a box. And what I mean by that is, I don't want to be known as a portrait artist. I don't want to be known as uh, a street artist. I don't want to be known as a muralist. I want to be known as an artist. Whatever the project is, I'll execute it. Whether it's fashion, whether it's street art, whether it's portraits, give me the task at hand and I'll make it happen. That's what I want to be known for. And, you know, right now I'm working with a company out of Canada um, called Marco Taylor. They make men's satchels and women's handbags. Um, They're manufactured in Africa. And, um, you know, it helps support a local tribe. A portion of the proceeds goes towards the fight against human trafficking. They're both two situations I can stand behind and support. Um, Mm -hmm. Two amazing gentlemen that are running the the company, they caught wind of me on Facebook through Fashion Week, and, you know, they offered me an opportunity to take their product and make it pop. So I'm coming out with a fall line of Mickey Lack handbags through Marco Taylor. Amazing, and um, I actually start this project this week coming up. I'm flying to Florida to, you know, start, you know, putting putting work on the first line of bags. That's amazing, and me being a purse girl, you can be sure that I'm, I'll definitely support that project all the way through. <laughs> I cannot wait for the first time I'm somewhere in the world and I see some young lady rocking a Miculac. I It's just over the top. I can't wait. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd be more than happy to be the first one, believe me. That is phenomenal. What a great story. You're taking me on a ride, and this is a wonderful story that you have here. Um, and you've done so much work for different companies, from the Humane Society to um, to the company of Baby and um, Tommy, what looks like Tommy Bahama, and uh, and what looks like Tara Jade. Yes, Chico's White House Black Market. Dude, you are just rocking across the board here. You are hot to trot. I'm not joking. Pretty (laughs) amazing. Pretty amazing. This amazing woman, um, you know, that I met through Fashion Week, um, Mm -hmm. 
and she just she saw my potential she saw my energy and my drive and you know she put together a contract and she's like I'll take put you under my wing and when I did the research I'll be better under her wing than I can do for myself and you know without tuning my own horn I've been doing pretty good you know so mm. it, it, for me to allow somebody else to take hold of my career you know that's huge but at the same time it's allowing me just to focus on more amazing art and I won't have the responsibility of all of the legal, you know, day to day. And I want that. I need that as an artist, you know, I, I want to keep my work fresh and, and new and exciting. And, you know, and I have this whole amazing opportunity with Hollywood and the networks. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to talk about that. I could share. <laughs> Oh, honestly, by all means, feel free to. The, this show okay. is about you. <laughs> sure. Yes. While I was at the Indian Wells Arts Festival, one of the PR agents um, working for the festival, she was spending quality time with me, getting my story to promote me through the festival. And she kept telling me, Peter, you got to get on Twitter. You got to get on Twitter. And, you know, I'm pretty faithful to Facebook. And, you know, she just said, well, tell you what, I'll, I'll set up the account for you. So she did all the footwork and set up an account. And three days after I, I had my Twitter account activated, I got a phone call from an unfamiliar area code. And it was this young woman. She was a secretary. And she asked me if I'd be interested in doing a conference call the following day with her boss. Um, which I found out was an Emmy Award winning producer that brought us Fear Factor um, Extreme Home Makeover, Iron Chef, and LA Inc. And, you know, he said, I, I went online, I, I read your story, Rags to Riches, and I've seen your art, and you're a, you're a movie in the making, and I, I, I love your energy. I'm listening to you on the phone, and you're getting me excited. He's like, I'd like for me and my team to come to Connecticut and sit with you in the next couple of weeks. So I'm all excited and floating, you know, God, Hollywood's getting in touch with me. And then the following day, I get another call, and he's like, we're going to be in Manhattan on Friday. Can you come? So I said, absolutely. I took the train from Connecticut to Manhattan, and they took me out to lunch at the Plaza Hotel. And the first thing he said, and it's one of the biggest compliments today, is mm-hmm. you don't have to sell yourself to us. We wouldn't have flown across country to buy you lunch at the Plaza Hotel if we didn't believe in you. Together, we need, oh. to, we, we, we need to convince, you know, and sell you to the network. So as of right now, I'm under contract, and they're pitching me to all the major networks. And um, it's for a miniseries of my life story, which is huge. It's amazing. And it should be, as you yourself are quite amazing from everything that I've learned in in this short amount of time. It's quite a bit of ground, and you have a phenomenal touch to your art. I will say that. Um, It is very well-deserved, and you have a lot to offer the world, and I can clearly see that in your paintings. Um, I am... I have a few suggestions, but I'm going to wait until after the show to talk about that. But other than that, I have to say it's been quite a story. You have a lot of wonderful, enriching pieces, and your and your story reflects that in your artwork. Um, I hope that you continue on this road because you are you are on the road to the Emerald City in a very big way, metaphorically speaking. That is beautifully done. Yes, I'd like to just say one thing. 
I'd just like to say one thing to the people out there listening. You know, I, I made a conscious decision to struggle until further notice. I had an amazing day job as a general contractor. I gave up my entire life to follow my passion, and it wasn't easy. I've been on this path for six years, and it brought me to a, a state of homelessness. And at that point of homelessness, I was being tested. Do I give up and go back down a road that I've already been on, or do I press forward and, and reach and obtain my goals? There's, mm-hmm. You know, it's not about looking at the problems. It has to be about figuring out solutions. And that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's what I want people to, to go away with on this interview. It's all about mm-hmm. solutions. You know what I mean? If you focus on the problem, you'll never get anywhere. If you focus on solutions, you know, as human beings, you know, we will, we're survivors by nature, you know. And if you just concentrate and put good into the universe, you will find your way. Absolutely. Now, that brings me to uh, one one of my last few questions. What sure. is the best advice that you've ever received from your mentors and or influences? My 89-year-old grandmother, before I almost signed a contract with the Westfield Mall to take mm-hmm. what I do and franchise in 24 different locations, they were dangling the carrot in front of me for big, big numbers to give away mm-hmm. everything that I've, I've, I've taught myself in my technique. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother told me before my trip, everybody's money isn't good money. So when it comes to being passionate about something and you're pressing forward to make it big, when somebody dangles that carrot in, in your face, don't always jump because it's not always the best decision. Sometimes, you know, you got to bite the bullet and just press forward a little bit harder, go through a little bit more struggle, and keep integrity to yourself. Mm-hmm. Good advice. Very good advice. I wanted to ask, is uh, your grandmother still with us, or did she pass yes, on? Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Feisty old us. lady. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Let me tell you something is. about grandmas. Yes, i got to say something about grandmas. Grandmas, okay, they're um, – I, I I lost just about all of mine. I'll tell you that. Um, but normally they are wise, they are formidable women, and they're just about indestructible. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Um, yes, and and I'm happy that she is still with us and she keeps you going. Well, we're just about out of time here. Is there anything that you want to plug right about now? I mean, if people want to get in touch with me, you can always go to Facebook and find me. Or you could just Google my name, Artist Mikulak, M-I-K-U-L-A-K. And you mm-hmm. Google my last name, you, you can find me without a doubt. I'm everywhere. <laughs> I can see that, too. <laughs> um, now, one last thing. Uh, I did want to uh, I did want to ask this. I, I love questions like this. Um, have there been any comments that you remember that you hold very close to you? that people yes. have said about your work. Okay. What are some of the things that uh, that they've uh, said about your work that you hold close to? Something, well, it was just a compliment. Um, there's, there's this husband and wife team out of um, Palm Springs, California, and they're mm-hmm. the Brones. And mm-hmm. they're amazing artists. Um, they're, they're, so, they're local celebrities. Their work is amazing. They do so much for charity. I admire them because, I mean, they're a team and they're a force to be reckoned with. And when they get up together, I mean, you know, they, you know they're husband and wife and they work together. And, and my, it's, it's, 
I, I, I like their lifestyle. I really do. And I follow their artwork and I aspire to be more like them. And when I was at fashion week, um, um, I got a tap on the shoulder. I turned around and he's like, Peter Mikulak, we've been following you and you're on fire. And it was such a compliment because to be recognized from people, you know, that I look up to and they know who I am and, you know, they appreciate my work. That's good when you're getting recognized by your peers. It really is. Oh, you know, yeah. and then, then we have the Susan Steins that, you know, contact me on a regular and just, you know, give me my attaboys and lift me up. And Janet Newcomb, who stays close to me, and Diane Funk, you know, these are people that are in prominent positions in the community that have embraced me and, you know, they've helped, you know, push my career to my next level. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. Amazing. Wonderful story here. I can't wait to see more. Uh, your artwork reflects that, and your your techniques are, are fabulous. You you pop all over the place. You have an imagination. And uh, one piece of advice I have to give you, um, like you said before, uh, you said so yourself before, don't Stay in that box. Always keep yourself open to anything and everything that comes to you in your path to inspire you. Um, you inspire, and with that, you should um, you should be inspired. And that Thank is my, my yes, that is my ending quote for GPR this afternoon. An amazing story coming from an, a wonderful artist with a lot to give the world. You have an open heart. And that's the way to be in this world. And you you have proven that with with your amazing imagination and mesmerizing talent. I I anticipate great things for you in and uh, the remainder of 2015 and going on 2016. So keep going, keep going, keep painting, keep keep inspiring, and always be inspired. Never stay in that box. Just, yeah, thank you. That's one of the biggest. That's one of the biggest things that I mean that gives me so much pleasure on a daily basis. I have young artists that send me messages and send me inbox, and they're asking me for suggestions. How do you do it, Pete? What can I do different, or what? How can I? You know what I mean? And it's like I. Yeah. It, it's still overwhelming that you know I can't believe people are reaching out to me, looking for suggestions. But at the end of the day. You know, I got to own it. I do have to own it. You know, I mean, my reality is my reality. And I'm a very humble man, but I, I get up every morning and I show up. You know what I mean? I yeah. show up for the game, fully fully dressed, you know. And um, I've made some power moves and I, I stay in touch with my higher power. And, you know, I don't burn bridges and I, I do business with integrity. And at the end of the day, you know, I've been blessed with a little bit of talent and all those things coming together just formulated an amazing career thus far. Yes, absolutely. It it has. Okay, we are now out of time on GPR. I got to tell you, Mr. Mikulak, you blew me away. I loved your your story, your style of painting. You have amazing textures and imagination that just absolutely – just triggers something in the human mind. It makes it spark, to be honest with you. So please, you know, keep keep painting, keep going, keep inspiring. And those of you listening out there, please don't hesitate to, to look up Peter Mikulak on Facebook and please Google him as uh, Mikulak Artist. Absolutely amazing stuff. This is the Gypsy Poet signing off saying, Adio for now.
Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac Wayne heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play, and boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured, it was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky. 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.